Welcome back to Wildflower Women. My name is Megan Princewill, and I am so excited to have you tuned in right now, listening and um, sharing in this moment with me, these, this little bit of time that I have in your week. Um, very thankful for, uh, for you coming along with me on this journey. Tonight's episode, um, I am going to be talking about the American dream. <clears throat> the we think about the American dream, and I I know I guess people kind of have different ideas of the American dream. I know back when it you know when they first coined that phrase and came up with that, it meant something. Um, but for me, growing up, when I heard the term or phrase the American dream, in my mind, I always pictured that um, that little house with the white picket fence. Um, the, the 2.5 kids, you know, that little half kid standing there, um, and a dog and a cat and a minivan, an American flag, you know, um, on the front porch, uh, a big front porch with rocking chairs and, and dinner cooking in, in the kitchen and, family sitting around the table, maybe a tire swing in the front yard and bicycles. And, you know, I, I pictured that, um, where, you know, a husband and a wife just so working, working hard, but still having time for each other and making family a priority. And and that was my, my picture of what it meant to have an American dream, um, or what an American dream looked like to me. And I know today I feel like the American dream has kind of um, morphed into a little something different. Um, and I, I want to talk to you not necessarily about what is the American dream, but I want to talk to you about our dreams, <clears throat> the dreams that we have for our lives, the dreams that we um, aspire to, the things that we work toward. And I just want to, I want to kind of dive in and, and pull out what we're really supposed to be working for. Uh, it, it, everybody searches for their purpose in life. That's kind of one of those things that we're, whether you know God or you are, you know, whether, no matter what you believe, no matter where you've grown up, no matter where you, you, um, where you come from, your culture, everybody kind of searches for a purpose. Um, some cultures, they, you know, the culture, your, your purpose is ingrained in you from a child. You, you know what your purpose is. Um, every, every, every daughter in this family or in this country or in this, you know, in this tribe, your purpose is to do this. Every young boy, your purpose is to do this. But then in other areas and in America, especially we're, we're so wide open. We have so many opportunities to do and to be anything and we always are searching for a purpose. I, I know growing up, that was just, I, I just, I wanted to know what I was here for. Why, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? What is, what is my big contribution to the world? And for me, I always felt like it was something that was a, a final thing, like I, I, that my everyday life was not my purpose, but there was something far off in the distance that, um, would be 
my purpose. And I want to kind of talk about that tonight. I want to talk about uh, where we are right now as a society and and what what we're what we're chasing after. What are we? What are we? Where where are we going um, as as individuals and as women? Where are we going? What what is our goal? What is what what is our purpose? What are we What are we here for? Um, I know for me growing up, I I don't think if there had been social media, um, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, if all of those things had existed when I was a teenager, I don't know. I don't know where I would have been. I don't know. I don't know where I would have been mentally. Um, I struggled so much throughout my younger life, um, from middle school all the way even up until my my twenties, uh, with striving so hard to be perfect. I know I, I mentioned it before um, in the episode on being enough, but I that was one of those things that I strived so hard to be perfect. I just wanted to be perfect. Um, I didn't want to do the wrong thing. I didn't want to be wrong. Not like in a, in a, no, I'm, I can't be wrong. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be wrong. Everybody, I'm right no matter if I'm wrong or not. I literally genuinely did not want to be wrong. I didn't want to do the wrong thing. Not necessarily that I want to always be right. I, I just always wanted to do the right thing. I always wanted to say the right thing because I just didn't want to do the wrong thing. I wanted to be perfect. Um, but it, it, growing up without social media, I, I had this image of what perfection was. And there was this standard of beauty that I thought I had to meet. You know, there was this, I, I didn't finish college right away. I got my associate's degree and then I went to Bible school while all of my other friends, I, well, after my associate's degree, I went, I started working and then eventually went to Bible school and, I actually finished my bachelor's at 34 years old, finished my master's at 35. Um, and in those years, I felt like I just wasn't met, like I just wasn't enough. Like I just wasn't measuring up. All of my friends went to school. They got their degrees. They were working in the field that they were supposed to, that they wanted to work in. They were using their degrees. They were they were being everything that they wanted to be. They were getting married. They were having children. They were living a life. You know, I have friends that I look at that I I was there when they were when, you know when we were all in middle school and high school and my you know I I I was there when they got married. I was in the weddings and you know I I went to school college with them and I, I watched them determine and decide what they want to be when they grow up and now I've watched their lives unfold and they're living what I would say fits the picture of the American dream and yet it doesn't really feel right for me it doesn't feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing all those things that I wanted and all those things I thought I was supposed to do and all the things that just felt like this is this is this is my purpose it's it's not you know it's not really my purpose and there's nothing wrong with that for those that i mean i i do, i've believed that there are people that are supposed to um be own their own businesses and and be uh wealthy or you know have a lot of um uh influence 
and that that's I'm not saying that that's not that they're not right but for me it just didn't fit it just didn't fit it didn't feel right um so I know in my life growing up I I just thought that I had to be I I I wanted that I wanted that white picket fence I wanted that minivan and the two cats and our two kids well, I didn't really want 2.5 kids because that 0.5 always kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I did want, you know, at least two. I wanted the dog and the cat and the, you know, the trampoline in the backyard and the swing set. I wanted all of that. The treehouse. I wanted that life. I wanted it. But it just didn't seem like that was for me. Um, and in a lot of ways, because now we do have social media and, you know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have known what my, what the people I went to high school, I wouldn't know what their lives look like, um, especially the ones that have moved away, and I've moved away from home, and I, w- I wouldn't know what their lives looked like if it wasn't for social media, and so there are so many years of my life that I've looked at what they have, and I've wondered where I'm falling short. I'm wondering what I'm doing wrong, and why am I, why is my life this? Why why is why why is this what I have? Um, I'm actually in the process of trying to buy a house. My husband and I are trying to buy a house, and our our closing date got pushed back. And we should have already been in our house, but it got pushed back, and and now it's about to probably be pushed back again. And and there's all of this that I, you know. I just I want to buy a house. I want to have that place that I can decorate as my own and have that little. I won't have a white picket fence, but I I want that that little piece of the American dream. You know, that's still in the back of my head. Um, but I've had to even in preparing for this episode, had to remind myself that God's dreams for us and our our overall purpose. Are so much those things are so much bigger and so much more meaningful than if I ever have my own home. As 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 crazy as it is, you know the things of God and the things that God has for me, they even outweigh and outshine if I ever the fact of I may never have those two kids, I may never have that minivan, I may never have a trampoline in the backyard. I may never have a, a, a tree house and I may never have kids to push in that. And that's a reality for me because I don't know, you know, I don't know what God, what God wants, but I've had to understand and remind myself that the word of God is true and that whether or not I ever have those things that society tells me I'm supposed to have, his purpose for me is greater and in his purpose is perfect peace and hope and life and everything on this earth is temporary. And so I want to pull out some scriptures that will just kind of help us understand or maybe get a better idea or maybe even just just speak a little bit of peace if you're in the situation right now and you're looking at the things that you see on social media or you're looking at your friends, you're looking at the lives of those around you and you're thinking I just don't measure up. I, I don't have that American dream. My life is not what I thought it would be at 25. My life is not what I thought it would be at 30 or 35 or 40 or even 60 or 70. This is not what I thought my life was going to look like. 
But there is some peace for you in the Word of God. Um, I want to have several verses, uh, several passages to read. And I know last time I I thought I had a whole bunch to read and I I ended up, I think I only read a couple. Um, But I'm going to read as much as God lets me read and as much as he wants me to say, I'm just going to speak whatever, whatever happens. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead me. But I want to start with Matthew um, chapter 6 verses 19 through 21. And then we're going to jump around a little bit. And this is in the, I believe I wrote down the NLT version. Uh, But in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, it says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where uh, where thieves break in and steal. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And then in verse 25, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than the food, more than food and your body more than clothing? And then down in verse 32, and I would like to jump in, interject that in between verses 25 and 32 is where he talks about consider the wildflowers. And that is what we are. We are wildflower women. But in verse 32, it says, These things dominate the thoughts of the unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And I love those verses, that passage, when it says, Your Father already knows what you need. I, in our first couple of years of marriage, I was a basket case. We survived. I don't even know how we survived on, actually, I do know it was completely Jesus in the provision of God because we paid our tithes and God's word promises that if you pay your tithes, he will take care of you. And his word just says that just here. Don't worry about what you eat and what you drink. But I was constantly thinking of, of, of our budget and, and, looking at what, how much money we had in the bank and trying to figure out how we were going to do this and how could we do this. And looking back now, I see that God was, God provided so much, much more than I even realized in the moment. Um, but it was, it, it took a couple of years for me to fully surrender that. And I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I don't have moments where I get nervous. Um, when we get to the end, right the day before the paycheck comes in and you know, I look at what we have and what might come out. Does, is this going to come out before the check goes in? And I do have moments that I get nervous, but at the same time, I have relaxed and felt the peace of God in a way that it is only possible through this, the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. Um, but I, I love this verse because it says, your father already knows what you need. We strive as Americans especially, we strive so much for that, that certain amount of, of, of a salary. You know, we, we want this salary. We need this. If we can have this salary, um, we will we'll be okay. If we can have this job that has these benefits and if we can drive this car and if we can do this, this, and this. And it's a lot, a lot of what we focus on is money. If we, can, if we can buy these clothes, if we can buy this phone, if we can, you know, have this size TV, if we can afford this cable package, if we can do this, then everything will be okay. We'll find peace. But what I've learned in life is that there is never 
when it comes to money, if your focus is on that, there is never enough. There is, you will always spend what you have and need more if that is your focus. But God's word says, I, that the father says, I know what you need. Don't worry. Our basic needs, food, water, and shelter, God knows what we need. He will provide. He is a, he is a good father. There's another scripture that says, what, what father would give their, stone, or give their child a stone if they were hungry? No, a father is going to give their child food. A father is going to take care of that need. And our father loves us just like that. And this verse says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else. And this is what I want to talk about tonight is seeking first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Your purpose should be furthering the kingdom of God. Your purpose, your ultimate purpose as a daughter of the most high king, a daughter of God, a child of God, your ultimate overriding purpose for your life is to expand God's kingdom into the world. It is to take his love to the lost. It is to do the great commission, to preach the gospel, to share his love. That is your, your ultimate purpose, seeking first the kingdom of God. And all of these things will be added to you. Live righteously. Let your heart be set on him. Live, live, live um, a pure life. Um, live a life of purity. Uh, live a life of, of passionate purity for him. Looking and longing for him above all else. Live like the, the way that Jesus has called us to live. Rise above sin. Avoid the, temp- uh, you know, the temptations come, but God's word said that with every temptation, he will provide a way of escape. Look for that way of escape when you're in those moments of temptation. Rise above the sin of this world. Live righteously and seek him above all else. And everything you need will be taken care of. In Romans 12 verse 1, it says, Present yourselves as a living sacrifice. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, and then you will know God's will for your life, his perfect, pleasing will. If you read that, it says that this, that letting God transform you into a new person, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Let him transform you into the, into a new person by changing the way you think. If you jump back up to the passage that we just read, it says that, um, these thoughts, these things dominate the things about what am I going to wear? Where am I going to, what am I going to eat? What, what am I going to do? Where all of these earthly things, storing up your treasures on earth, those things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. And then this verse says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you by changing the way that you think, changing your mindset. Let God allow God to change your mindset so that you don't think like the unbelievers. You don't think like the world. You don't 
follow their customs. You don't, you don't surrender your life to living up to this American dream that doesn't fit into what God has called you to do and to be. God's will for your life is good and pleasing and perfect. And our purpose on earth is to bring him glory. Everything that we do is to bring him glory. That is what our purpose and our thoughts are supposed to be. But the customs of this world, the things and the behaviors of this world, when we get caught up, this is, you know, going back to social media, the thing, if we're following people, um, several years ago, God, the Holy Spirit convicted me of the people that I was following on, on uh, social media and Instagram because I was following them and didn't even realize that I was envying the things that they had. Um, following celebrities and envying the life that they had, knowing good and well that I don't want that life because it is a life away from the purpose of God for my life, but I was still envying them. If you know me personally, you know that I, um, I love singing and I love country. I love to sing country music. I don't sing it. I don't sing um, I'm not like a, you know, I, I try, I don't listen really to, um, secular country music just because i that's just something that I feel I, I don't need to allow into my life. I don't, uh, if I have time to listen to music, I need to be listening to something that is going to edify my spirit and glorify God. But I love country music and there were times when I would follow country music stars and I, I loved you know, I like, I like the cowboy boots and the cowboy hats and I love the songs that, you know, that are, you know, just good old country songs. I just, I love that. I love the sound of country music. I just, I love it, but I had to stop following them because I realized that my life, my heart was beginning to envy things that were not the purpose of God for me. And so we, I was allowing my behaviors or allowing my thoughts to be focused on the things that the world focuses on. I was allowing my, my behaviors to um, not necessarily become what the behaviors of the world, but I wanted the behaviors of the world. I, not, I didn't want to sin, but I wanted the things that they had. Um, I wanted the life that they lived. I wanted to stand on a stage and sing for millions of people and sing country music. I, I wanted to do that. Um, but God said, above all else, seek me. Let me transform the way that you think. So that you can know my will for your life. And what is God's will? His perfect will for our lives is to bring him glory. And in whatever we do, and I know this, I know this because there are so many verses. And I'm going to read these. I, I, I try not to go over 30 minutes. So I've only got a few minutes left. So I really, I want to read these verses so I can show you how our purpose is to bring him glory. Our, his, his will for our lives is to bring him glory above all else. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. No matter what you do, when you wake up in the morning, when you brush your teeth in the morning, I'm brushing my teeth so that when I talk and when I tell somebody that Jesus loves them, I don't have bad breath and they listen to me. So I'm brushing my teeth for his glory. Literally everything we do should be done for his glory. In John 15, 16, it says, 16 through 17, it says, You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for in my name. This is my command. Love each other. He appointed us to go and produce lasting fruit. 
And it says the command is to love each other. Lasting fruit. The lasting fruit means that it, it doesn't end. The fruit of this world, the things that, are, that we consider the American dream, the degrees and the jobs and the house and the, the minivan and the trampoline and the, the jungle gym in the back, all of those things will burn when this world is over. All of those things will crumble. None of those things will matter when we stand before the Father. None of those things will matter. It won't be our things, the treasures that we have on earth, it won't matter when you get to heaven. None of those things will matter. But God is asking us to produce. He chose us and appointed us to produce lasting fruit. That means eternal fruit. Eternal fruit. The things, when we get to heaven, the things that are going to matter are when we look around and we know that people are there because God used us. And His purpose for their life was to find Him and He used us and we spoke into their life. We spoke those words of His truth into their life. That we stored up treasures for heaven, in heaven. Our lasting fruit is going to be when we loved on the unlovable. When we gave to those in need. When we were a servant to those beneath us. That is what lasting fruit is. The American dream, the having it all, having the job and the money and the house, all of those things are temporary. God, is not call, God didn't appoint us and call us to produce temporary fruit. He called us to produce lasting fruit. And He called us to love one another. In, first, in Philippians um, chapter 1, uh, Paul's talking about how the people of, um, of Philippi, would that be it? I, I just went blank there. My, um, my, my um, New Testament survey just left my brain, but it is what it is. Uh, but he's telling them, he's thanking them and telling them how much he loves them because they have been his partners in spreading the gospel. And he said that he wants them to keep growing in knowledge and understanding. He wants them to know what really matters living pure and blameless until Christ returns, being full of the fruit of salvation, righteous character, and bringing much glory and praise to God. That is what really matters. You being a vessel that God can reach the lost through. You being one that has, maybe you have a business where you have extra that, you're, that it's not necessary for you to spend to pay your bills. You have, you have a surplus of finances and you can supply those finances to, to, uh, to move the gospel into uncharted territory. You can provide for missionaries. Maybe that's you, but that is what really matters. Getting the gospel out, living righteous and holy before God, having, being full of the fruit of salvation, righteous character, and bringing much glory and praise to God so that when people look at you, they glorify your Father in heaven. 1 Peter 4.11 says the gifts Everything you do, do it with him and in him to bring him glory. Think about John the Baptist. John the Baptist um, said in John, or it says uh, in John chapter 3, verse 30, it says, He must become greater so that I must, I must become less so that he can become greater. John the Baptist lived in the desert, wore camel hair clothing, and ate locusts. And all that he did was proclaim the glory of God. He proclaimed that Jesus, the Son of God, salvation was coming. And Jesus said of John, there has been no greater man born of a woman. 
He said, this man, this, this man, he didn't have anything. His sole purpose in life was to proclaim the word of the Lord. And so what I want you to get from this tonight, as, we, as I'm running out of time, what I want you to get from this is that your purpose is to bring him glory. Your purpose is not wrapped up in a degree. Your purpose is not wrapped up in a position. Your purpose is not wrapped up in a bank account. It doesn't matter if you're not married. It doesn't matter if you're single. It doesn't matter if you're childless. It doesn't matter if you have a husband and four kids and a minivan and a white picket fence and a trampoline and a jungle gym in the back. It doesn't matter if you have uh, the dog and a cat and a 2.5. It doesn't matter if you have it all or if you feel like you have nothing. You have purpose. And your purpose is not based on what you have or what you don't have. Your purpose is based on the will of God for your life, which is to bring him glory. And what I've learned in the last few years of my life and looking back over my life is that when I focus on that purpose, when I focus on the purpose of bringing him glory, when I focus on the purpose of loving the unlovable, and reaching the lost, and being a light in the darkness, when I focus on that, when I, when I, when I bury my feet in the, in, in, in the foundation of his love, and I say, God, I am not moving. All I want is for your, your glory to be on display through me. And I say, this is it. This is all I'm doing. It's all about you. The things that I, that I thought I needed they either became irrelevant or God provided them because my, my focus is on him. And I'm, 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 I'm storing up treasures in heaven. I'm seeking him first above all else. And so I want you to understand that, that you have purpose. If your life doesn't look like what you thought it would look like at this point, or if what you see what you want in the future seems like it's hopeless and far away. Set your heart on him. Let bringing him glory be your goal. Let that be the thing that you, that you focus on. Let everything you do be done to bring him glory. And you will fulfill the purpose of God in your life. When you focus on him, seek first the kingdom of God above all else. And all of these things will be added to you. He will give you the desires of your heart. He will place the desires that he wants you to have in your heart. And they will be your desires when you seek him first, when you delight yourself in him. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Seek first his kingdom above all else. And you will find that perfect will of God for your life. You are chosen and appointed to bring him glory. And that is an incredible purpose. Thank you for tuning in. And I'm sorry I went over couple of minutes but thank you for tuning in and I will be back I will talk next week I have no idea what we're going to talk about in the next episode um 
but I feel certain that God is going to show me. So thank you. I love you. God bless you. And bye.